0: The city of Vesta Major is in Iceland. And on January twenty-third, nineteen seventy-three, a volcano erupted. And it was one of the most destructive volcano eruptions in the history of Iceland. And it began on that morning of January twenty-third, nineteen seventy-three. And Vesta Major is a fishing port, one of the main fishing ports on the island of Himene. And it's the only inhabited island in the arpeggio of the Vestamin Islands on Iceland's south coach, south coast. Now, that volcano would have been much more destructive than it actually was. But what ended up happening is that there was a very creative and generous solution that was put in place by the islanders. What they did is that they sprayed the flow of lava with large volumes of seawater. And what ended up happening is that slowed down the lava flow and stopped it and diverted it from damaging large parts of the town. Now, a lot of scientists decided to come up with this idea. They thought, they worked, and it was very ambitious to ever try this on a large scale. Nobody had ever done this to try to control a volcano, but they did it. And they picked two locations where they were going to spray this salt water on the lava. One was at the northwest part of town where there were many fish processing factories. And there was another one that was the entrance of the harbor. And they found out that the water slowed the advance of the lava and made it the front of the flow and it thickened and solidified. They brought in pump ships to provide a greater volume of water and the combined output of water, they sprayed over 40 cubic feet per second. And this was sufficient to cool half of the lava flow to a temperature that was below the point of solidification. So the cooling of the lava flow helped them to be able to slow the overall force of the volcano lava. And they were able to save a good portion of the island by generous solutions. And also, this volcano, Mount Etna, became one of the most photographed volcanic eruptions in the world. Now, generosity. Now, that's giving people more of your time or money than is usually expected. And it took generosity to be able to get this volcano under control. It took generosity. It took creative thinking and problem solving skills but could you say is generosity crazy and and does love make you crazy Well, welcome to the Stephen Thompson Experience. My name is Stephen Thompson, and this is my experience. I seek to inform with care and compassion and speak for those who can't speak for themselves. I use history to uncover inspirational heroes from the past and music to motivate us to think and inspire us to act from the best versions of ourselves. Today's topic is called Crazy in Love. That's the song that I'm talking about today and using to discuss the concept of generosity. Crazy in Love was recorded by Beyonce, and it featured Jay-Z, who's her husband. Now, this came out in 2003 on Beyonce's solo album, Dangerously in Love, and it was released on May 18th, 2003 on that album. Now, Crazy in Love was a number one hit in the United States and in the United Kingdom, and it reached the top 10 in a whole lot of other countries worldwide. The critics praised the hook. They also praised Jay-Z's contribution in his rap lyrics throughout it as well. VH1 declared it the greatest song of the 2000 decade and Rolling Stone ranked it at 118 on their list of the 500 greatest songs of all time in 2010. And the music video showed Beyonce in various dance sequences. And it won three awards at the 2003 MTV Music Video Awards. So some of the lyrics are crazy in love. I want to take a look at this. This is really cool. I look and stare so deep in your eyes. I touch on you more and more every time. When you leave, I'm begging you not to go. Call your name two, three times in a row. Such a funny thing for me to try to explain how I'm feeling and my pride is the one to blame because I know I don't understand just how your love can do what no one else can. Got me looking so crazy right now. Your love's got me looking so crazy right now got me looking so crazy right now. Your touch got me looking so crazy not now. Got me hoping you'll page me right now. Your kiss got me hoping you'll save me right now. Looking so crazy, your love got me looking, got me looking so crazy in love. So crazy in love could actually be interpreted as when you're in love, you do things that are outside your normal character, your normal way of being, your normal way of acting because you are in love. Now, Can we look at that concept, being crazy in love, that you act outside of your normal character, your normal way of being? Because normally when you're walking through life, you're not thinking about someone's touch making you crazy, looking for one person to constantly call you, hoping that this person will call you. You're acting outside of your character. You could be considered crazy in love. But let's flip this around and look at it in the sense of helping other people. Could you love enough where you are considered crazy by others? Acting outside the established, recognized norms of what society wants you to do. Now, let's go back to the 1800s, specifically Mason County, Kentucky. And Alvin Aaron Coffey, he was born into slavery in Mason County, Kentucky in 1822 or 1824. Some people just don't know. But he was born a slave. He was actually sold back and forth in slavery three or four times. And the fourth owner he had, he persuaded that owner to allow him to move to California. And both men said, "Okay, well, you can go to California and you can try to earn $1,000 mining for gold. So he went to California and he mined for gold. And then oh, he needed to earn $1,000 to purchase his freedom, which he did. But then over time, Coffee earned an additional $3,500 required to free his wife and his children. And then the Coffee family moved into Shasta County in California. And they began homesteading a small plot of land. And his story is told in a book, The Torturous Road to Freedom, The Life and Times of Aaron Coffey. So is that considered crazy? You're in Kentucky and you're a slave, but yet you have this desire to move. You move to California. You get to move to california you persuade your owner to help you move to california and you just don't go there and make a ton of money for yourself but you free your wife and you free your entire family and then you move back and you build a home and you homestead and now you're looked at as an inspirational picture a person in history and it starts with generosity generosity is something that is scientifically proven to make people happier. There was a study done. It was called The Paradox of Generosity, written by two sociologists, Christian Smith and Hilary Davidson, and they presented their findings of the Science of Generosity initiative that they did at Notre Dame. And the researchers for that initiative surveyed 2,000 individuals over a five-year period, and they interviewed and tracked the spending habits and lifestyles of 40 families from different classes and races in 12 states, and even going to some, following them to the grocery store. And what they found is that there were lower rates of depression among Americans who donated more than 10% of their income. And giving money away isn't the only way to reach the psychological rewards of generosity. Americans who are very giving in relationships, being emotionally available and hospitable, are much more likely to be in excellent health than those who are not. The concept of being generous, proven in a study that the average American who describes themselves as very happy, volunteers an average of 5.8 hours a month those who are unhappy, just 0.6 hours a month. So this idea of giving of your time to help or benefit another person is scientifically proven to increase your happiness just for yourself and for other people. There's a scripture in the book of Peter, First Peter, for example, 5:6. It says, therefore, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you at the proper hour. Humble, humility, comes from the Hebrew word anava. The Hebrew word anava means simply this. It means humility, but the definition is occupying our proper space, neither too much nor too little. Now, when some people think about the word humility, you could say, well, humility is putting yourself down. But it's not. It's occupying our proper space. Not too little, not too much. And from a place of humility, you find your talents, you find your gifts, and you use them in the service of other people. And some people may consider that crazy. Well, why are you giving time to help other people? Why are you giving your time to Benefit those who may not appreciate it. Well, you do it because it's the right thing to do. Because you're crazy and you're in love with helping other people be the best version of themselves. While At the same time, you are using your space, your anava, your specific God-given space to be the best of you that you can be. So this week, you want to go out and... Be generous. Seek ways to be generous. Seek ways to come up with creative solutions to problems. Seek ways to use your Anava, your space to help other people. This is Stephen Thompson. and Thank you for being a part of my experience. I may know you or I may not, but know this. You are valuable. You are loved. You have talents, gifts, and abilities that the world needs. I don't know where you are on your journey but you find your talents and you find your gifts and you go out and use them today and put some good into the world. Thank you very much.